everyone to the ny patriot show uh first off i'd like to thank all the return listeners uh that's what's up i appreciate it if you happen to like the show or you like this specific episode hit that like and share it pass it on to somebody else if this is a new listener thank you for coming across my show i'm sure you will truly enjoy this episode and past guests that i have had on um, but tonight, a very special guest that's actually a story that I have been dying to hear from her. Because um, I do know that when she does do her own research, she normally comes out with some sort of fireball for you. So, <laughs> I was looking forward to this because it's even a weird fucking, it's just a bizarre fucking story. But tonight, I have on with me Julia from Cosmic Peach. And she will be talking about the Joan Benet case. So... You want to yes. say what's up to everybody, and for the first-time listeners or people who don't know who you are yet, please give an introduction, let them know what you do, what your show's about, blah, 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 and all the links that they can find you with. Yes, thank you, New York. Okay. Uh, my name is Julia, and I have the Cosmic Peach podcast, and we've worked together yes. a, a few times, actually, and those episodes are always absolutely incredible. I'm wherever you listen to your podcasts. I do have Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast, and I have a tiny YouTube channel right now. I'm building on it slowly, but that's co just Cosmic Peach Podcast on YouTube, and I respond to every message or every comment on Instagram. I love interacting with everyone. And I just try to bring the fire <laughs> and new, uh, new ideas on some old stories, kind of like John Benet Ramsey. I, I like to um, not not just cover it in the in the way that it's been covered a thousand times. Mm -hmm. I want to bring a fresh look on the story. So that's what we're doing tonight. Very nice. And I do want to add, uh, like she had said, we have done shows together before. I would highly suggest to go back, if you haven't heard her before, go back and listen to the episodes that I've done with her. We did the Westminster uh, uh, House, the Rifle House, right? Yes. And yeah, then what um, was the other one? I can't remember. what. Or was that just... Netflix and Yes. Red oh, Pill. my God. That was the more recent one, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Netflix and Red Pill. That one, I think I just recently dropped not too long ago. So if this is the first time, definitely go back if you like this. And if you didn't like it, I suggest even trying the other one anyway. <laughs> try try <laughs> listening to the other two. I had a really good time. Uh, just always a fun guest to have on that we can have laughs, but actually talk about, you know, from some yes. facts and some, you know, interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. And you always get weird with the occult, which, yeah. you know, I love that because I'm not as um, knowledgeable about the occult as you are. Not saying I don't know about it. Yeah. I just don't know as much as you do. So something I'm lacking in that could tie the story together, you always bring that missing piece. Thank so you, it's really fun to work with you. Awesome. Yeah, I try. <laughs> it's the weed. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I I never practice magic. I just make this shit up when I'm stoned on the air. No. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> just talking out loud. That's that's. Yeah. <laughs> <the word. laughs> 
yo, imagine like imagine somebody could actually spit like because some there's even stuff that I've said on people's shows where they they honestly had no idea what I was trying to explain, and I understand that. But like, imagine like somebody actually like spitting out shit like that and it was completely fabricated. You know what kind of a psycho you'd have to be? Like, no, I know. Well, it takes a special, uh, a special type of psyche. Yes. You know? I listened to your show and the occult rejects for a year before I ever even started my own podcast. So when I had you on as a guest, I already knew you were going to bring out certain information that I was hoping for really. Mm. And secondly, that I already knew about, cause I had heard you talk about it before, but if I had never heard your show before, or I had never heard the occult rejects before, I might listen to this episode and be like, "Wow, they're fucking talking about some shit I don't even understand." But, you know, <laughs> yeah. like the occult, it's very. Um, it can be jarring to some people. Like it, it almost oh, yeah. sounds beyond belief at times that there's this whole other secret world going on. And some people aren't ready to take the red pill, I guess, yeah, or the yeah. blue, whatever color pill it is, a black pill, gold pill. They're not ready for that yet. But I do actually think that a lot of it ties into what was going on with John Bonet because mm. there, there's little symbols that Mary Jo watching Cold Case Files is not going to see that I see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> I guess kind of to just get started, like John Bonet is one of the most recognizable faces on the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Point sure. blank, period. One of the most recognizable faces on the planet. And I could have actually covered this in one of two ways. And you might be familiar with the second way, which is that she never even existed. Yeah, now, yeah, you know what? I, unfortunately, I don't know where you're going with that, but... I did not choose to cover it in that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I had recently, like, came across... It was so funny. It, it, it could have been us having the conversation about what we were going to cover, but, like, one day, as a suggestion, Joan Benet popped up on my YouTube. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. looked at it in a while, and I don't know, like, who... I forgot who it was who was covering it. It wasn't, like, a show I normally watch. But they were covering it in the senses that she never existed. So then I actually had hit up Teresa. And I was like, listen, you got to talk to your friend that worked for the family. And please ask him if he ever had physically seen Joan Binet. And she Whoa. responded back a little bit later. And she said, he's eaten with the family he's seen. The girl, she existed. And she even started saying, don't tell me you listened to some story about this girl not existing. I was like, I didn't know that was a fucking theory. But according to Teresa, my sometimes co-host, her friend, whatever, I'm putting it out there. She's never said it before. Her friend was very close to that family. He says he has seen the girl. She existed. So I'm yes. just I'm just and leaving then, it there. I'm leaving it there. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I cover... I'm. I'm going to release this on my show as well and go probably even harder than just us talking about it right now. This is like a taste test, but I could have covered it in that way if it made sense to me. So I almost went at it as if to prove she existed 
for the large amount of people who have fallen for this whole she never existed story. Mm. And these are these are theories, and I'm not here to like condemn anyone and say my theory is right, your theory is wrong, because at the end of the day, they are theories. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah no, I get that. I found so much evidence to support the fact that she existed rather than that she didn't exist. And I kind of went at it like, I'm going to prove to you not only did she exist, this is what really happened. So that's my take on it. She definitely existed. And, you know, when you think of her, you think of this porcelain doll, you know, like a very Dolly Parton-esque little girl with the big hair, the crown, the big, you know, Dollywood dress, and she's literally like a doll. You know what's you know what's sad to say, and like as you're saying that, like I'm picturing it in my head only because it probably was something recently, and like I hate to compare her to a dog, but like we had even just seen those dog shows, and it's like some of them, it's like they almost look fake, like because they're they're so groomed perfectly, right. you mm-hmm. know, and like unfortunately, like when you're describing her, she kind of almost looked like. Like, she could have been a cardboard cutout that they took a Not Not implying that she was fake, but, you know what I'm saying? They could have taken a picture of a fake cardboard cutout. It would look so pristine and, like, perfect. You know what I'm saying? That was, like, you know, yeah. created. She looked almost like um, a glass doll, literally. Yeah. yeah. So that is by design. You know, they did things to her to create that look. But we'll get into that in a little bit, but... One of the first things I wanted to cover is that she was born on August 6, 1990. And you know I've hit you up so many times about the August thing. Mm. Like, August comes up for me repeatedly. I'm talking about in everything I decide to research, there's some weird event that happens in August connected to whatever I'm researching. And Mm. again, we have... John Bonet not only being born in August, but on the sixth day of the month, which I found significant considering that she also passed away at age six. Oh. In 1996. Hmm. That's it. When was she exactly? When was she born again? August 6, 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. So she was also a Leo. I don't know if that's significant at all, but she was a Leo. A Leo, really? Mm-hmm. See, now, Leo, that, that, that is actually interesting now with the whole six thing. Leo is the uh, the lion, and that would go along with uh, the Tiferet, which is the sixth sphere. The sixth sphere on the Tree of Life is Tiferet, and that is the sun. The sun goes there, and it is associated with Leo the lion. Mm-hmm. So there is a, in my opinion, a, a weird connection with the six, like you were saying. The six and the eight. But yeah. if you think about like the six, 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 a lot of, and and I'll get into this later because I want to just drop like the hammer when it comes time for it. But a lot of people believe that, well, the mainstream has put out that she died on Christmas Day, which was the 25th of nineteen. 19- 96, but I may actually prove that wrong tonight. Um, And this all takes place in Boulder, Colorado. Mm. You know, I've been hearing weird things about Colorado a lot lately that I 
oh, you're going to love this shit. Yeah, especially even when it comes but, to, like, secret societies and sex trafficking, supposedly. I never knew that Colorado mm-hmm. was bad for that. Supposedly. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- there's actually a lot of credible sources who would agree with that statement you just made that there are a lot of weird shitty rings and pedophilia stuff coming out of Colorado but the way that our story starts off and a lot of people will be familiar with this is that on Christmas day John Benet Ramsey's mother Patricia or Patsy quote unquote Patsy discovers a long handwritten ransom note and then um, she finds that John Bonet's missing. And the dad mm. supposedly searches the whole house. The mom searches the whole house. They cannot find her, but they have this ransom note. And she, John Bonet Ramsey actually sustained a skull fracture from a blow to the head and had been strangled with a makeshift garrote that was tied around her neck. And the autopsy report stated that the official cause of death was asphyxiation by strangulation associated with cranial cerebral trauma. So basically, she was cracked in the head and then choked to death. Oh, yeah. Or that could even be like choking somebody and banging their head against something, too. Yeah. You never know. Right. So that sounds like Mm -hmm. from watching all those shows on TV. You You watch enough of the ID channel, you can get an idea what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And so significant damage to the head and the marks on her neck would suggest that she was strangled. And it is still a cold case with Boulder County Police Department. And it's an ongoing investigation. And this is what sparks like the worldwide interest because people love the unsolvable mystery. They want to figure out what happened to this little beauty queen and they want to know what happened to this perfect little princess. Oh my God, who could have done this? And it's in a way the people who believe that John Bonet never existed. They say that the story was created to steal our energy and to keep us distracted. And it's basically like a big energy suck. But I, there's just too, too many inconsistencies with that. Like, I understand it's an energy suck. It definitely is. But it's actually easily solvable. They just won't tell you what really happened because they can't tell you what really happened. So, yes, it's an energy suck, but not for the reason that she never existed, but for the reason that they can't tell you why she died. Yeah. I wonder if people start making, you know, no, totally. Yeah, no, I I totally get that. I was like Mm -hmm. thinking, I wonder if like people started to, uh, it probably wouldn't make a difference, but if like you started getting a lot of people neither contacting the police department or making a fuss out of like the case hasn't been, you know, figured out yet. I wonder if it would ever spark the the, the police department to even supposedly, you know, act, start actively looking again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm surprised you've never even heard that happen. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Well, they can't because they know what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so they're going to have to, like, make up a story. Yeah, it's just going to be shrouded in mystery forever. And 
one of the other points that the person who claims that John Bonet never existed makes as an argument to prove her case is that there's no record of John Bonet Ramsey's body being received by the coroner's office, and it turns out that two logbook pages that would have recorded the arrival of the body were stolen. Mm. They were literally torn out. So I'm talking about 1996. There were no digital admittance slips. It was all paper and pen. Oh. So that it would have been easy to cover something up or hide something by simply tearing the page out. It doesn't mean that she never existed, but it does mean they are hiding stuff. Oh, yeah. They're hiding something on those days, on that day, obviously. You know? Yeah. Like, maybe it wasn't the date that they've told everyone, but they can't tell you that it's not the date that they've told everyone because they've already said it was Christmas Day. So if it wasn't Christmas Day, they would need to cover up the fact that the body arrived on a different oh, day. Okay, Do you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... There was some random fucking dude named J.T. Colfax who admitted to stealing the pages and trying to burn down the Ramsey's home. But I think this was kind of like a quote-unquote literal patsy, similar to Oswald being a patsy. And there have been a lot of people who have taken the blame for something that they didn't actually do. So I don't think this guy actually stole any pages. I don't think he ever tried to burn the Ramsey's home down. I think they needed to hide the evidence, and they used this JT Colfax guy to pin it on, saying he stole the pages from our logbook. But uh. I don't think, you know. Now... Some people will say that every single photo we see of John Bonet is an AI generated fake photo. And they use the people who are not real website or something like that. It's like oh, okay. this person's not real website to prove that. And it's very convincing because if you go on there, the people that don't exist website has like a million photos of people who literally don't exist, but it looks like you took a picture of my face and posted it online. It's very realistic. I mean, down to I mean, to there's like, been like videos. You, you can find videos of her and stuff, can't you? Oh, yeah. It, and it's just crazy to say that it's an AI-generated photo because she has freckles that stay the same in every single photo. She has a crooked smile, like her smile's a little bit smaller on one side and her baby teeth and she has she looks like John and Patsy. Now could they have taken a photo of the dad and taken a photo of a mom and created like an AI generated image? Yeah, sure they could have, but it's almost her face is too imperfect to be an AI generated image because another thing that they say is that her eye color changes. Some photos, her eyes look more blue. And in some photos, her eyes look more green. And I 
found out why that is mm. and it's nothing to do with an ai generated photo but her eye color was edited i just uh i'll tell you why later but <laughs> yes her eye color does change mm. so another oh, one you know what i wanted to say they... just real quick even with the whole yeah, yeah, cgi stuff i mean listen i believe nowadays and i'm, I'm probably sure it's it's happened before in the past but just think about it like in, in certain ways I can I don't think that that would be really pulled off too well looking at how it is done today in my opinion and, and I do believe that I have literally looked at the TV and seen CGI people that are you know in the government I'm not gonna get whatever but yeah. I do truly believe that I have at least seen like neither CGI or something wrong masks you can tell something is not right the i mean they've even CGI. i mean it's even been shown on the news on it multiple news stations this one i won't worry about because it's been proven that whole thing when biden threw his hand through the fucking microphone that's impossible mm -hmm. it was obvious cgi there was something was not mm -hmm. right about that so i do believe that that can happen now but what you're getting like what you're saying even with the whole freckle thing we my opinion, and not just conspiracy theorists, I'm sure some people notice it and tell themselves it's just not fucking real. But, I mean, you can see fucking up faking shit now. Mm -hmm. Think mm -hmm. about going back 20 years ago and making sure you didn't fuck up that fake shit then to where you got the, the freckles, correct? The freckles you know right. what I'm saying? Like, they screw it up now for, like, five minutes when they, someone's talking. You think they're going to be able to supply tons and tons of footage back then, perfect, looking like, oh, yeah, that's totally real. No way. I don't, yeah, I don't think, no though. Way. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. No I don't way. Think so. And actually, if I was going to create an AI-generated photo of a fake little girl, why wouldn't I make sure the eye colors stayed consistent? Yeah. That and, would and, be a fundamental and, and, I, and I'll even add this in there just real quick for some people that, you know, I'll, I'll even entertain that the Twin Towers may have gone down with a hologram. I'll entertain that. But now think about this with the way reason I'm saying that you only need footage of that of a few seconds and that's it completely. So mm -hmm. people who think that that is a hologram, yes, that may have been possible, but you only need to see two seconds, not multiple minutes of this girl's life dancing and doing things. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I think in small little snippets, we can be fooled with holograms and fake shit. But for something that long back then, I think, no, I really. Six years of a person's life. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. It's not, it's not. And I'm nice. open to a lot of shit, but I really don't think that shit was faked. I yeah, don't it's think not. she was. And, it's, and again, I'm not here to condemn anyone's theory. It's just, I have found evidence, factual things that you can go and look up and see for yourself that proves she was real. And there's even more as we go along. But so another thing that they use to say she never existed is that in the year 2000, the parents, John and Patsy, told Larry King in an interview that they had never laid eyes on an official death certificate, even three years after John Bonet died. And... If you have ever lost someone close to you, you know you can't do anything without the death certificate. Mm -hmm. Unenroll them from school. Um, you have to close accounts, anything like that. They're going to ask for a copy of the death certificate. 
So why this comes up is that they flew John Bonet's body from Colorado to Georgia to bury her. And so how the fuck do you expect a whole casket to get on an airplane with no death certificate? Like that would not make sense whatsoever. You cannot make a move yeah. with a dead body without the official death certificate. So what I propose is that and this is a grossly general idea, but if you owned a dog and you had the papers for the dog, right? Uh -huh. They're AKC registered, whatever. And then you sell that dog. You also have to give them the papers for the dog, right? Yeah, yeah. So if Jean Benet was sold into a prostitution ring if she was sold into a government program then john and patsy gave their rights as her legal guardians to the program or to the inner to this the ring they own john benet now you know, you so know it's funny that you're saying died, this i don't know where you're going with this yet but i was going to ask you because I was just thinking of it now while we were going and talking about things. Have you ever entertained the thought that she's actually alive and they faked her death? Mm, I'll, I'll answer that question okay, after right. I get done with like, the third page. All right, okay. All right. <laughs> but, you know, if she was sold into some type of other... I don't know if you want to call it a program or if you want to call it an actual uh, like ring where they have several little girls mm. and maybe after John Bonet died, they got the death certificate and they just added it into their file cabinet of all the other little girls they did oh, this to. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or got so yeah. I, I'm not surprised that they wouldn't have gotten the death certificate, and I'll prove that point here in a second. Because things have... There's a lot of government involvement in covering stuff up that, that happened with John Bonet. And the only logical reason that the government would be involved in helping John and Patsy out and covering up information about this little girl's death is if they were involved. I mean, yeah. Because... There's, they have no skin in the game. If a random little girl shows up missing and it turns out that their dad whacked him in the head and then strangled him to death, they have no skin in the game. But if this little girl was a part of something much larger, it would make sense for them to have stepped in as many times as they did to cover shit up. Mm, that's a very good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. There was no government involvement covering shit up with Ted Bundy or any of John Wayne Gacy. Like, they weren't helping them out, covering up all the deaths, you know? But why this little girl? Why were they so involved in covering shit up with this little girl? And I have a lot of uh, research on that. So another interesting thing I wanted to point out is that Nicole Kidman... Mm. was married to Tom Cruise 
in filming the movie Eyes Wide Shut and living in Colorado when this murder occurred. Yeah, it's a f- Shut the front door. <laughs> Yo! I'm bringing the fire! You didn't see that one coming. No, but yo, that is so crazy because that movie is basically... Uh, I think that movie is about that type of shit, though. It's alluding to child sex rings and, and pedophilia. That but, movie is alluding to secret societies and sex cults. Yeah, yeah. I th- and, and I think, like... What else is funny about yeah. that? Sorry, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say what's funny about it is that... In the movie Eyes Wide Shut, you have the child pedophilia thing with the little girl, Helena. And you also have the black and white tile. You have all of the secret society little Easter eggs in Eyes Wide Shut that you would hope to find. But what's also interesting, and MK Ultra references in Eyes Wide Shut, but what's interesting is that we also see the black and white tile floor in the Ramsey's home. Well, that's also very occult, in my opinion, too, the black and white floor. Yes. I mean, that's like Freemason or like the, the black and white pillars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why it was in Eyes Wide Shut, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> like th- yes, that is why he used it, is because it is significant. And so we see that same black and white tile floor at the Ramsey's home. Now... You know, that because that whole movie familiar? really, that whole movie really does like, uh, you know, you, you have you know Sean McCann, right? Oh yeah, we talk all the time. Me and yeah, Sean. he's he's really good with you know he gets at that with that um with that movie and like the way he's pointed it out, I didn't even catch it watching it myself, but like I really do think there is a something going on with them. Like the mother was groomed, he's been chosen, yes. and the same thing's about to happen to the daughter. You know what well, I'm saying, and I and it's like, and like now when you're talking about possibly being involved in programs and then this movie and this shit, I was just like, what the fuck? This really sounds mm-hmm. too weird. I would <laughs> encourage any of your listeners if they're not familiar with my work. I did an episode called um, "Over the Rainbow," and I connect MK Ultra, The Wizard of Oz, and Eyes Wide Shut all together. I put a nice big <laughs> ribbon on it. It's absolutely beautiful. And basically what I say in Over the Rainbow is there is so many ties to the Wizard of Oz in Eyes Wide Shut, and it's because they use the movie Wizard of Oz as an MK Ultra program. Yo, you wanna you wanna hear some weird fucking shit too? <laughs> I just covered the number 17. I'm doing like a small series on it. I just recorded it earlier. Uh, it came out on the 17th, too. I forgot, either July or whatever. 17th of 1900s. The Wizard of Oz was published on the day of 17. <laughs> and then another weird thing. It doesn't me at all. The first um, televised United States, like whole country-wise... Um, the first uh, sports televised game ever was on the 17th, and it was the Lions versus the Tigers. 
and bears. Oh my. No, like, you know, but it was the lions and the tigers. And I was like, what the fuck? Right. 17. And then Think also rainbow wizard of Oz. Fucking weird. Think about it though. New York. What I'm always saying about eight. <coughs> yeah. Well, 17 eight, eight. is eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was going to say, I do think that all falls in there with that um, stuff. Yeah. Are you familiar with David McGowan? Yes. Okay. So I want to dip into a little bit of the research David McGowan did in Program to Kill. So he had a little bit of a section on John Bonet that I've expanded with my own research. Oh, see, I didn't even know he even ever covered her. Yeah, and it's fucking wild. So in Program to Kill, he even says, in death, John Bonet Ramsey looked more like the six-year-old little girl that she was way more than she did in life because they sexualized the shit out of her. Lipstick, eyeshadow, blush, big hair, low-cut dresses, big, dramatic. I mean, everything you would expect Dolly Parton to have on except on a six-year-old. Yeah, it but, was very like dramatic and over the. Some of them were kind of over the top a little bit. Like, yeah, they're but very. In, in the autopsy photos, we see her as the little girl that she was. You know, she wasn't done up. She was just a oh, little. Oh, when that girl her. went home and took off all that crap, and they washed her off, you probably could have put her back in front of the crowd, and they would have no idea it was the same girl at all. They wouldn't have known who probably she was. Probably not. Either. You're totally right. I mean, so, look at actresses and actors now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes like they'll catch one of them like on the streets, you know, like uh, you'll get like TMZ will catch them on the streets with like, you know, looking like shit. And you're like, yo, mm-hmm. that's who? Fuck. Yeah, because yeah, they ain't got yeah. all that fucking makeup on that they use for the camera. Yes. <laughs> and that's what they did with this little girl. But you got to imagine being six years old and, and them crimping you like this constantly. It was yeah. just, you know, when you see the autopsy photos, it kind of sinks in like this was a baby, really. A six-year-old baby. You know what I'm saying? And she was found in the basement of the house. And her right hand was placed above her head. And there was supposedly duct tape on her mouth. But I'm going to get into the duct tape a little bit later. But So there was cord wrapped around her neck. And there was a broken off paintbrush handle through the cord that was taken from Patsy's art supplies, the mom. Wait, 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 explain that again. I'm so sorry. So, you know, like the garage, like they twisted the cord around her neck with the broken off paint. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's some, like, I just made me think of John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. And (laughs) cause I think he kind of like uh, choked people out with some weird twisting knot. It, it was like that, but the weird thing is to most of the investigators who were first on the scene, they said very vividly that her bindings look staged. And really? another interesting part about that is if you're breaking into someone's home in the middle of the night, taking this little girl... Why wouldn't the parents, wouldn't she be screaming her head off that Mm. an intruder just came into her room? Wouldn't she be screaming her head off that she was being taken downstairs? Wouldn't she be screaming her head off for her mom? And 
if you're in a rush to murder the girl, how do you know where the mom's art supplies are? Yeah. Honestly, so you, honestly, for nobody to know, like you're saying right now, uh, to already hear anything, in my opinion, I would think it would just have to be, again, this is just from the way uh, I, I watch I, I, you know, ID channel. <laughs> you know, my, detect yeah. my detective skills I've gotten from there. I would just assume that uh, it's probably because it was somebody she knew and didn't think was going to be an issue, maybe. You know, or drugged. I don't know, but... For you to not react, so I, I don't think it would be a stranger. You know, I think you'd but get would, screaming. Would that person know where the art supplies were? Well, that's, yeah, well, that would make sense, too. It's somebody who actually knows, like, where shit is inside the house as well. Like a mom or a dad? Yeah, a family member. <laughs> <laughs> I was leaving so, it open yeah. to wherever you wanted to go, but, I mean, that's what yeah, I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they seem to have had an awfully long bit of time to do this and to create the garage and to do all this shit and take her into the basement and do all this they would have obviously had quite a bit of time on their hands and to also i'll get into it but so like the way that she was posed with her hand up it very much resembled how the black dahlia was posed are you familiar with the black dahlia yeah and I did a whole episode on the Black Dahlia on my show because the person who was responsible for the Black Dahlia is super into the occult and was practicing SRA with his own daughters. No. Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. His name was George Hodell. Yeah, that's insane. I've never even, I don't think I've actually, uh, I might be thinking of a different Black Dahlia. The Black Dahlia was posed in a field, cut in several pieces, and she uh, had very significant hand posings and arm posings. Oh, okay. And John Bonet was posed <coughs> very simple to that. Yeah, this is interesting. And I do believe that the Black Dahlia's death was a cult. And the way that they posed her, John Bonet, that is, was it stuck out to me. And another thing is, she was in white pajamas that were stained with blood. And inspection with a black light revealed that there was jizz on both of her thighs. And the medical report, the official medical report, made no mention of that whatsoever. So we have number one. They're stepping in and covering some shit up. Why would they not mention that with black light inspection, there was jizz on this baby? Why would they cover that? So we have our first, like, covering shit up moment with the autopsy report. Man. And a lot of the investigators who showed up at the crime scene said that she literally looked like she had been redressed after death. See, like, if that was... If that happened at my neighbor's house, the DNA that was left over would have been what caught the person who did it. Mm-hmm. If they needed to wait that long for the DNA results to figure out who did it. 
You they know what I'm saying? So, back then, yeah, I'm just saying like it at all. They didn't mention it at all that she had that. Yo, that's and, like a, that's like the golden ticket. If you know cops get DNA now at a crime scene, they're like, oh. Yes, they were all signed to a gag order, so they couldn't say that. It was literally like zip lips. You couldn't say anything about it. The people, the investigators, they had to sign a gag order, and um. Wow. She was clearly sexually abused, severely beaten about the head, and then strangled. And rigor mortis had fully set in when the police arrived. And the police officers who went down in the basement when she was initially found said they could smell decomposition. Oh, no. So it wasn't just a few hours that she had been dead. Yeah. That takes a while for that to. Uh, and you uh, also have to think it's Colorado in the middle of December in a basement that's freezing cold. And they could still smell decomposition when they you, arrived. You know, you might, maybe you know, uh, or maybe you get into that or maybe you don't know. I don't know. Do you n happen to have any idea, like. Uh, I guess maybe publicly when the last time she was even seen before she was even known to be dead. Yes, I do have that. Oh, okay. And I will definitely enlighten you on something. Okay. All right. Oh, cause I'm thinking like that could be a way of messing around with when she, you know, actually who knows, like she could have been possibly long enough to start to smell. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Very All right. Possibly. All right. Okay. And so, on the palm of her left hand, her left hand mm. was what some say is a heart in marker, but it looks like, to me, a smiley face. Well, either one, damn. The smiley face would go along with the death, though, for sure. It looks like a smiley face Tim Meek. <laughs> I mean, even the heart. <clears throat> I'll even put it this On the way. Left <clears throat> even with the heart thing, that's even making me think of well, uh, kind of like the Taurus. Uh, I, I I could see the heart in a sense, almost looking like the uh, they call it, almost like the 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 way a black hole would function, and it's hard to explain. You know how it has that. It's called, I think, a Taurus or whatever. Um, but besides the that, toroidal. yeah, yeah, yeah. But also I, I, you know, it's sometimes that it could go along with, um, the stuff with like, I, I, in my opinion, like with Venus, uh, cause I, I even remember if you recently or not too long ago, there was a school shooting. I, you know, I don't know what's, what's what or whatever. I question it. I'm not saying nobody died, but I do question what we're seeing. And there was a girl who had green shoes with a black heart written on her green converse that the parents were showing when they're interviewing the parents and everybody's advertising these were her shoes. She drew this heart. Like, they were focusing on that shit. And I was like, yo, you know, the heart chakra is green too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, to me, I'm looking at, like, that shoe, like, just getting fucking weird. Yes. <laughs> so now, like you're saying, like even a heart or a smiley face, I could for me, I could see that being I, weird anyway. 
let, let's just say, and I'm playing devil's advocate, that it's a smiley face. Yeah, yeah. The reason that it was significant to me if it was a smiley face is that I did an episode on the smiley face drowndings. Yeah, with, um, that shit's wild, William man. Ramsey. But you have to think about the West Memphis Three murders, those little boys who were drowned to death and, like, all the cult weird shit going on with, like, Damien Eccles and, like, the smiley face victims also were found, like, floating in a ravine. And so I was like, this is odd if it is a smiley face that the smiley face has also been connected to other three other little kids who died weird, you know? Oh, there's so but many people that have died with that that situation with the smiley face killers. Yeah, oh my God. it could be a heart. It yeah. could be a smiley. Either way, it's fucking weird, right? Yeah, for sure. So for sure. she did have a crucifix necklace on. She had a bracelet on that said John Benet Ramsey. So she she looked like. Did they mention what color the bracelet was? Both silver. Okay. All right. But why it's significant to me is that as a little girl myself, if I went out to an occasion and my mom put jewelry on me before bed, I always, like, she would put me in the shower, take all my jewelry off. Then after the shower, it's PJs in bed. So the fact that she was supposedly taken in the middle of the night in bed in her jammies but she's still fully decked out with all of her jewelry on. Uh, do you now you said it was silver, right? Was she normally wearing silver a lot? Did you happen to notice like anything with, about with her jewelry? I can't say. Okay, yes. all right, because right. right, I'm just <laughs> trying to like look for things associated with like the Kabbalah, and I'm trying to get, just trying to like paint a oh, picture of like where I might be going. You know? Okay, I got a ton of it for you. So. This is where the plot thickens. So, (laughs) on the previous night, Christmas Eve, John Bonet attended a Christmas Eve party with her mom, John and Patsy, and her little brother, Burke, at the home of a family friend. And the family friend is Fleet White. It's the white family Christmas Eve party. And this is the supposed timeline. The Ramses, quote unquote, supposedly came home around 930 on Christmas Eve. John Benet Ramsey fell asleep in the car. They brought her in and put her straight to bed. And she was last seen alive at 10 p.m. by her parents. And then Patsy, the mom, supposedly woke up at 5 a.m. the next morning and headed down the back stairway and found a ransom note. Now, why that is significant is because the only people who were aware of the back stairs were people who lived in the home. So the fact that the ransom note was found on the back stairway where only the people who lived there knew that it existed is weird. And so she finds the ransom note, she reads it, and then she discovers that John Benet Ramsey is missing. This is supposedly, okay? And then at 5.52 a.m., almost an hour later, she places a 911 call to police. What? So for me... I wake up at 5 a.m. 
mm-hmm. head down the stairs. I find a ransom note. It says, we've got your daughter. I'm going to check for the room. I'm going to look, do a once around the house. And then I'm calling. Why did it take her 52 minutes to call 911? It took her almost an hour to call 911 after she found the ransom note. That's interesting. And in Keep the that in mind. That does add to seven. Yeah, well, it's fucking weird, too, because in the background of the 911 call, you can hear a little kid talking, and they have made the assumption that it's the little brother, Bert, right, in the background talking. But John and Patsy say over and over again that Bert wasn't awake yet, that he was in bed and knew nothing that was going on. So who's the little kid talking in the background? Mm. It does sound like a little girl to me. I'm not saying that it's JonBenet Ramsey. I actually think it's someone else, but I'll get to that in a second. So she places the 911 call, and then the police arrive seven minutes later. Another seven. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But now get this shit, New York. This was the second time a 911 call had been placed from the Ramsey's household within three days. This was not the first 911 call. Within the day before Christmas, Christmas Eve, and Christmas Day, 911 had been called twice. The second time that 911 was called, they found her dead. But the reason for the first 911 call has never been made public. Never been made public. Now, the first call, what we know about the first 911 call is that it was placed on December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve, during a house party that the Ramses were throwing for over a hundred elite Boulder Society guests. So they were having a party at their home for Christmas and over a hundred elite guests were attending and all of a sudden 911 call. Then we have Christmas Eve. Then we have another 911 call where we find John Bonet dead. And to make this make more sense, a little background on John and Patsy Ramsey is that John Ramsey is the son of a World War II pilot who later served as the director of Michigan Aeronautics Commission, and he was known as Czar Ramsey. And John Ramsey himself served as a naval officer and a pilot in the Philippines in 1960. Oh, in the Philippines. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, you know what's funny? You ask me about Quetzalcoatl, and the Order of Quetzalcoatl, I think, is involved in the Philippines, and I think the Shriners are involved in the Philippines. I think I think people are in the Philippines that were involved in the QAnon saga. I do too, and I think it's related to Quetzalcoatl, but I won't say what that is until my other episode comes out. Maybe I'll come on your podcast and talk. All about right, yeah, that. yeah, you could do that for sure, for sure. You want to come on and talk about now, Quetzalcoatl? We'll fucking do it. 
Oh, I, I, I'm going to burn you up on the Quetzalcoatl thing, but that okay. <laughs> that's another episode. Um, but so now, John <laughs> Ramsey, John Ramsey later formed a company called Access Graphics, which was later taken over by Lockheed Martin. Oh, jeez. And after it was taken over by Lockheed Martin, John Ramsey was the CEO and president, and his vice president was his father-in-law, Patsy's dad. <laughs> Yo, those are basically like contracted government workers. Yes, it's the like the biggest distributor of military something or other with Lockheed Martin. Yeah, the, gov but, the so government even admits that they do that, that they send, they... they so they're not actually government officials. They contract shit out to privatized companies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Elon Musk is one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so it already we have red flags here, right? And his his father-in-law, Patsy's dad, Donald Paw, is a former union carbide engineer, and Patsy is the oldest of his three daughters. But so. Someone described Patsy's family, like this Donald Paw guy, the mom, all three daughters, as being insular, super fucking weird, very private. But then we have Patsy, the oldest daughter, is also a former beauty queen. Like, I'm talking pageants galore, New York. Really? He won Miss West Virginia. Oh, shit. Like, she won Miss West Virginia, the whole state of West Virginia. And the judges said that Patsy Ramsey, and this is a direct quote, was a little automaton, like a robot. Oh. They said that Patsy Ramsey was like Damn. a robot. And... It, someone else said that Patsy Ramsey got with John because she liked to be controlled. And that, okay, like, I'm not saying that you can't have kinks or whatever. Oh, but yeah, yeah, but I was already know, thinking beyond already that. already setting you up to think, like, she's got an empty head. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 I was thinking of that, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's just a controllable... Easily manipulated. That could you be like an MK Ultra slave. Like an MK Ultra slave. And then her dad is like a union carbide engineer. The mom is completely elusive. We don't know shit about the mom. And then we have this empty headed Miss West Virginia pageant beauty queen who gets with someone um, working for Lockheed Martin. There's like so many flags here. So, but the reason I mentioned that is because. It makes sense with their involvement with like Lockheed Martin and all this weird stuff that they were involved in the elite class in Boulder. They were hobnobbing with like the big wigs, you know. These weren't like, oh, I invited some of my coworkers from, you know, my nine to five job over to my house. This was like a big shebang. This was a huge Christmas party. Shebang. People were coming over that were making hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. This wasn't just your average Christmas party. But in the middle of it, somehow there's a 911 call. 
And not only has that first 911 call never been made public as to why that they had to call 911, the guest list for that party has never been made public either. And the going back to like when when the second 911 call was placed because she found this ransom note, it was a two and a half page long handwritten ransom note. And it was Ooh. held from the public for nine months. <laughs> Took them nine months to birth out that fucking that paper yes it took them nine months to make that public and so in this handwritten ransom note the abductors of john benet ask for exactly one hundred and eighteen thousand dollars, which was to the last number one hundred and eighteen thousand that was the exact amount of the christmas bonus that John Ramsey had just received. What? And they quote in this ransom note that they represent a small foreign faction and that if the 118,000 isn't received, then John Bonet will be decapitated and they can expect a phone call at like 6 a.m. or something weird like that. No, you know what's so weird, which you just reminded me of? I'm really sorry. I hate to like interrupt. Mm -hmm. This is fucking bizarre. If I, if I remember correctly, I just had this kid come on for Gematria recently. And uh, damn, I wish I would have fucking gone live because then I could have just referred back to it. Um, but he was covering uh, numbers. I don't remember if it was January 18th. Or eleven eight, but somehow he was showing the numbers one one eight, something to do with a date, and it was a date of an eclipse, and at that day of the eclipse, the nodes even change to like the same number, and then there's fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds in between some shit, which added to one one eight. I can't remember the exact like how the date was playing, but he was showing those numbers also matched up. To like an eclipse that was like changing the north and the south pole. Fuck, it was really weird, mm. really weird. But there was like something. There was definitely occult symbolism within those numbers. I believe he was showing the one one eight. Yes, yeah. yes. So like when you said the one that, I'm like thinking like, I know that is like off. I mean, it's an eclipse date, but there was also things in nothing is him showing those no numbers meaning other things as well. Yes, nothing is an accident, and especially in this story, nothing is an accident. So it's good that you brought that up because there's another solstice weird thing going on with this as well. So the numbers definitely matter. And so they're, all right. They call the police because they get this fucking bizarre ass ransom note and they do not contain the crime scene. When the police arrive, they let people come and go as they oh, please. Geez. The fucking pastor came over. The Ramsey's BFFs came over. People were tracking in and out of the house. Everything was contaminated from the get-go. And the police actually didn't even arrive for two hours after the 911 call had been placed. And then it took another 12 hours for the fucking coroner to arrive. Wow. 
And the coroner only spent 10 minutes examining the body and the entire crime scene before he was like, tagger and bagger. 10 uh, minutes. That's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, listen, I understand, like, shit. Shit can move slow, but like, put it this way: this is this is what this is what I find weird about that whole situation. You were just talking about all these people that were at that house prior, right? Obviously, this family's connected. Mm-hmm. If that was somebody of importance or new people of importance, shit would have been all over the fucking place right away. I'm important. Why the fuck aren't you here? You know what I'm getting at? Like, shit would have been taken care of. They wouldn't have taken 14 hours for a coroner to show up or two hours for the cops. They'd be fucking making a big stink about it on TV if the cops didn't show up in 15 minutes. I know. I know. But now, the other weird thing is that right after she places the 911 call, she places a call to this family friend, Fleet White, who they had just attended the Christmas Eve party at their house the night before. So she calls 911, hangs up, immediately calls Fleet White. He's already over there when the police get there. And so I actually think he was there the whole time, and his daughter, who is BFFs with John Bonet, is the little girl's voice we can hear in the background of the 911 call. I think that they were already over there, I think that they they might have been there the whole time, actually, and that this Fleet White character is part of this whole story because when the police get there, they're like, we need to search the whole house, right? And so he lets John Ramsey and Fleet White search the house, and then Fleet White immediately... The police officer was like, I think we need to search the house. Fleet White goes straight down to the basement, and he's the one who finds John Bonet. Oh, convenient. Mm-hmm. And so they find John Bonet, they bring her up, and the police officers each and every one of the police officers said that they were completely disturbed by the way that John and Patsy were fake crying and looking at each other and then like looking around the room to see who was looking at them. And they never once comforted each other. They never once hugged each other. They never once consoled each other. And never once did actual tears come out of their eyeballs. They were moaning and like, like that. But they, neither one of them actually cried when they found her dead body. Yeah, you know what I I think is, man, yeah, that whole situation is screwed up. Um, I I put this in real quick. I I looked up this guy, Fleet White, and I just, I don't know why. I was just like, I'm just going to run his shit to see what his numbers are. Uh, like gem- in Gematria, in, you know, Gematria. And uh, I do find this interesting. It could ju- this really literally could just be a coincidence. But um, in Hebrew Gematria, his name would equal to 1158. So, mm-hmm. um, and five would go along with like chaos, destruction, and change. 
So I don't know, or that even could be like sometimes people will say five could be like you know the Saturn sigil upside down, a part of mm-hmm. you know whatever. Uh, I mean, you still have one one eight in there, just with a five thrown in now. I find that interesting. That could just be very coincidental, maybe part of the matrix or something. But you know, you just mentioned before the one one eight with the ransom and the bonus, and then this guy's name in Jamachia mm-hmm. just has a five added to that. And he actually, him and his family will actually come in. Li- he was like an oil tycoon, which is also like he was a billionaire or a millionaire. And he does play a significant role in this story because of his daughter as well. But what was her name? The daughter? Yeah. His daughter's name is Daphne White. Oh, how do you, you know how do you how do you spell that? D a p h. D a p h i n e. D a p h i n e. You said. D a p h i n e. Okay. I just wanted to see that real quick. Okay. All right. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, yeah, 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 you're good. Um, so I think that the Fleet White and his daughter and his family were already there when they placed the 911 call. The daughter and the mom go back home. Fleet White is there. And he and uh, John head downstairs. They make the discovery of the body. And so after the discovery of the body, they come out with all these possible suspects. And they mentioned this guy named Bill McReynolds. I think it's a red herring, but they actually come up with 160 people on like their self-serving suspect list. It's, it's 160 people to point the blame at anyone but themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. it, it was like, how do you get 160? How was there 160 people in that area at that time to even possibly, you know what I'm saying? That's what like, I'm like, saying. Like, what kind of populated like, area is this where, like, a, a possibility of 160 random people 160 to were even around people. to walk around that area? You know what I'm saying? To be able to just get in and out like that. And they literally pointed the blame at 160 people to divert attention away from themselves, which I, of course, will, you know. Well, that adds to seven you. also. That it would, they were definitely involved, but I mean, what? So there was no footprints, no footprints around the house, like no footprints up to a window, no footprints up to like a back door. They found no footprints, even though it was like fresh snow. There should have been footprints. There was no sign of a fourth century. And the reason I mentioned no footprints is because whoever came into the house came into the house from the walkway, which would have been somebody who lived there walking into the house. So the intruder, quote unquote, used the walkway and came in the front door and did not use for century. And now why I also mentioned that is the ransom note was torn from the Ramsey's own legal pad 
and a nearby pin <laughs> in the kitchen was the writing instrument. And on the first page of the legal pad was a fucking rough draft of the ransom note. And it had all the proper punctuation and spelling. So you're telling me an intruder breaks in through the front door, goes upstairs, gets the baby girl. She's not screaming her head off, goes downstairs, writes a two and a half page long ransom notes. It's like scratch that. No, I missed the I didn't dot the. Oh, wait, yeah. So wait, wait, uh, yeah. That's something I want to want to actually point out. Now, the stuff that it was written on is proven to be from paper inside that house. Yes, and there was a rough so then they like could so then was, they didn't write it and bring it with them, right? I would assume. No, it was written on the Ramsey's own legal yeah, pad yeah, with so the Ramsey's pen. You may have had to have actually maybe spent time writing that there. There's a good possibility. For that, that is a lot of time. <laughs> and then why? Why spend the time writing the two and a half page long ransom note if you've already killed the girl? Oh. Uh, yeah. You spent time to find a legal pad, find a pen, write a rough draft, then write the ransom note, then kill the girl, then escape. No, I think it was all written after the fact. Right? You think? I don't know. And I think I that the ransom note was compared to Patsy Ramsey's handwriting and it was a fucking match. Oh. That doesn't help. So the mom wrote the ransom note. Yeah. That's like a whoopsie. Now get this shit, New York. <laughs> this is some shit nobody talks about. John Benet Ramsey was flown from Colorado to Georgia to be buried, right? She was laid to rest next to her half sister, Elizabeth. What happened to the fucking sister? Mm. Fucking two daughters of John Ramsey dead. Two I see that. I don't think I actually ever knew. I don't think I, I bet you didn't. No. I'd be looking into shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, after the burial, the Ramsey said that they were too grief stricken to talk to police and that they couldn't be interviewed or couldn't be questioned. But the day after the burial, they decided to do a CNN interview. So they weren't too grief stricken to go on TV. And um, do you have anything on Linwood? Was he, were they using him yet? Linwood? I don't think so. I didn't come across that name. Okay, all right. He used them as a, uh, they used him as a uh, defamation lawyer. Basically, mm. like, uh, pretty much so, like, if people wanted to talk shit about him, they had a lawyer that could sue him if there's no proof. Well, I, I didn't, I don't think I came across that name in my research, but I did come across another. It's not as popular to find anymore friend. because of Trump, you know, but. A, a, a while oh, ago, before everybody was sunk, uh, sucking on Trump's ballsack, uh, you mm -hmm. could find out that Lynn, Lynn Wood was associated with that fucking family as well. But, um... Yo, that's so another I thing. Teresa's friend. That, that This is proof right here. Teresa's friend told me, told her straight up, he, she said he is sitting down and eating dinner with Lynn Wood at their house. 
So this guy ex- fucking exists, and he's a lawyer, and he was at their house. They, see, but the, the, the thing is that is that this kid, this Linwood, this kid that I that Teresa knows also doesn't really come up with any wild ideas or things. Are you know he's kind of dumbfounded about the whole thing. So I don't even think like he's uh, thinks much of it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or is making this up? I don't think he's making this up to like sell something because. The kid won't even come on the show and talk about it because he just yeah, is weirded yeah. out about it. But he has said that Lynn Wood for sure was there because I had even asked, you know, as soon as Teresa told me that she had somebody who knew the family, I started asking her a bunch of questions. She's like, oh, yeah, Lynn Wood. She's like, I already know. Like, yeah, he's definitely. She's like, she's told me stories about Lynn Wood. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. I was like, dude, I knew it. I was like, I knew that fucking dude was associated with them. And the whole QAnon fucking conspiracy people or all they're, up on this guy, and he was involved fucking, with one of the shadiest fucking things ever. It's all batshit crazy. And so the reason I bring up the CNN interview is because multiple people stated that during the interview and around that time, Patsy and the little brother Burke looked like they had been sedated. Uh. And... They also claim that they had no memory of what took place the days before they found the body. Like, they were like, I can't even remember. And if you know anything about MKUltra, you know that sedation and deprogramming usually occur. Like, they deprogrammed Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. And they they literally, when they tell you they can't remember or they get all weird when you interview them, it's because they literally don't remember because they've been deprogrammed and sedation is a part of that. So the fact that they shielded Burke and Patsy seemed all like out of her head is because she's going <laughs> through deprogramming. So like if she was questioned, she literally wouldn't know what happened because they removed the memory from her head. So she couldn't appear to be lying because she really didn't know what happened because she had been deprogrammed. And the reason I say that is because a couple of years ago, I say that it's probably been a while ago, Burke Ramsey was interviewed on Dr. Phil and he kept diverting. He was fidgety. Mm. He was laughing and smiling the whole time. And if you know about MKUltra, when you press someone who's been programmed or deprogrammed and you're pressing them, they do show obvious signs of like, you get like um, a Kam- Kamala Harris or AOC. Yeah, well, yeah, they literally kind <laughs> of just like fucking laugh it. and have no answers to anything. They laugh and they smile, and that's what we see with Burke Ramsey. He's literally been through the program. He's been all of his memories have been removed. He might remember his sister, but he doesn't remember what happened that night because he was sedated and then deprogrammed. And I know that. I know it because I've seen it over and over again. And I can tell the signs. Um, you dropped out, um, though. Sorry about that. I, I'm i getting too close to the truth, so they're shutting my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. might leave that in so the viewers yeah. can see that I'm getting fucking close to something right here. <laughs> Yeah, that is though. That is funny though. Yeah, it did seem like the shit just got shut off. I was like, "Oh, lost you on that one." 
Yeah. Yeah, you glitched up I'm, and everything. I'm, Your audio went out and everything. I'm about to get into the biscuits and gravy, so they're trying to shut my shit off. You know what, too? I was just getting ready to tell you I already shut it off because I was like, I don't know, maybe I'm doing too much on my end because I'm using the laptop to fucking fry it out. Uh, but I did find the video and I was going to show it, but and now I'm afraid to like try to even whatever because of the Wi-Fi connection as well. Um, I did find a video. You can find Linwood on YouTube on an interview on a television uh, station interviewed about uh, being the, the lawyer for the Ramseys. So oh, so even for the yeah. listeners or even for you, um, I'm sure I could probably find the link again. But I mean, uh, maybe I'll throw it in the notes if I remember or else. And I'll send it mm -hmm. to you if you do want to see it. There is proof of mm -hmm. him on the news actually being a lawyer for them. So I'm not making it up. The kid isn't confused. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. Um, but so after the CNN interview, that's when the pageantry footage started rolling out of John Benet Ramsey and all these different pageants, and that's how we know her is like this little beauty queen, the pageant thing, everything. And so there's oh. some research that has been done into like this whole kitty pageant thing by this guy named Stephen Singular. Are you familiar with him at all? I don't think so, no. So he looked into the kitty pageants, and he found this whole underground kitty pageant, quote-unquote, ring, where oh, they're taking so these little girls, like six years old, seven years old, or even younger, and they're bleaching their hair, they're capping their teeth, they're letting them get plastic surgery. They're using duct tape and taping their their little boobs together to oh, make Jesus it look like they have Christ. cleavage. They're doing the whole thing. And I'm talking like six years old and even younger sometimes they're doing this. And then they're photographing these girls and selling the videos and photos. And John Benet Ramsey is just one in the estimated 250,000 girls who are a part of this billion-dollar-a-year business. Holy fuck. And so Stephen Singular found this whole circuit. It's like an entire underground pedophile world. And just to prove my point on the whole pedo thing with the pageants... Uh -huh. The autopsy report was released to the public in a severely redacted form. But the original autopsy report made mention that John Benet Ramsey had suffered from chronic genital inflammation and that there was foreign matter inside her vagina. And that she also suffered from epithelial erosion, which would be like penetration over and over and over again. Oh, Jesus Christ. And one of the detectives stated that the medical examiner told him that someone had definitely had sexual contact with JonBenet Ramsey before her death but it was not included in the official report. And 
the medical examiner also stated that John Benet Ramsey's vaginal opening was twice the size of a girl her age, and that it suggested chronic abuse. That's fucked up. So again, this whole underground kitty pageants thing and the whole dressing her up and doing all this sexualization. It makes sense, especially for their elite status in the community, that they would be involved in some fucking underground shit like this. And so you would think that somebody would have noticed that she was getting abused. Like, someone may have seen, like, some telltale signs that she was getting abused. And they questioned her primary care doctor... And her primary care doctor stated that they never saw anything, quote unquote, they never saw anything. But then why is there record of John Benet Ramsey going to her primary care doctor 27 times within just three years? At least nine times a year. Nine times a year she was taken to the... But they never saw anything, supposedly. You can get 93 out of that, too. Think about nine it. Nine times York. a year for three years? Nine and three? Yeah. <laughs> Which, again... Oh, and then you get 27. Like, you get 27, then you can get three times nine, 27, and that's the age that all those famous rock stars die at. Yeah, yeah. And and to prove my point about her being real and not just some CGI made-up fairy tale, do you know the links that they would have had to go to to cover up some fake story they made up? A fake doctor, a fake medical examiner, fake police um, officers, fake detectives, fake... Um, newspaper articles, fake teachers, fake. I mean, they're not going to go to those type of lengths to create a fake story. It would be so mm. much easier to kill a real girl and cover up evidence than it would be to have fake police officers, fake detectives, fake medical examiners, fake primary care doctors that have seen her since birth, fake teachers, fake... Like, why would they go to such lengths to create a fake story around a fake quote-unquote girl mm. when they could just kill a real girl and sweep a few things under the rug and just leave it an open case? That doesn't make sense why she would be fake. Do you know how many people they would have had to given a script and like yeah. hired to say certain things? And if they were going to create a fake girl, then why would they have her going to the doctor 27 times in three years? Wouldn't they have just said she went once a year for an annual checkup? Everything was great, you know? good to go why would they? Uh, yeah i could see like you know i mean you know maybe even like five or six times maybe got sick once or twice went for fucking you know who knows but that's a lot i think 
Yeah, and and to make it such a huge number like that, 27 times, if they were going to create a story around a fake girl with a fake primary care doctor who never saw any signs of abuse, wouldn't they have just made it like twice, three times a year she was seen? What's with the excessive doctor visits and the redacted autopsy report and and medical examiner it doesn't make sense i mean that's like yeah i mean really think about it that's nine months out of the year that girl probably went to the doctor once once you know one time that's a lot to mention your statement about the attorney I did find that there is a severe conflict of interest because not only was the the attorney that represented the Ramseys involved with the business of John Ramsey, the district attorney was also involved in the business of John Ramsey. They had stock in his company. Oh. So that is another severe conflict of interest. You got your attorney and your district attorney involved in your business. And people have come out and stated possible motives for why John and Patsy might have killed John Bonet. And one of those theories is that the mom, Patsy Ramsey, had like a nervous breakdown and snapped because John Bonet was a chronic bedwetter. And I do not think that that is what happened, but if she was known to be a chronic bedwetter, I just want to mention that a lot of victims of sexual abuse yeah, do I've wet the bed. Yeah, I've heard that too. Not saying that if you're a normal person and you wet the bed as a kid, then you're sexually abused. But in most cases of child sexual abuse, they do wet the bed chronically, the way John Bonet was quoted to have wetted the bed. Gotcha, gotcha. And what I think happened, based on even some of the research from this Stephen Singular who looked into the kitty pageants, is that I I believe that she was killed in relation to her involvement in the child sex trafficking prostitution rings ran by these elite class circles. And that John and Patsy really just acted as pimps for John Bonet. Oh. Because after the death of John Bonet, Warrants were issued to search the Ramsey's home for pornographic materials. And the police investigators stated that they had a very strong suspicion that the Ramsey's had an interest in child pornography. Do they have a state, like, what kind of gave them that idea, or...? Well, the whoever issues warrants, the judge obviously thought that the evidence mm-hmm. was compelling enough to issue the warrants. I don't know what caused them to that issue the warrants. Point. I thought yeah. they did issue the warrants. And then three days after John Benet Ramsey's body was found, 
Boulder, Colorado police went into the home and they seized computers, computer disks, CDs, videotapes, still photography equipment, 150 videotapes. Dang. And yes, they seized all of that from the Ramsey's home. So you tell me why they had 150 videotapes and still photography equipment in their home. And then we also see that John Ramsey was known to frequent a seedy Denver porno shop. And he wasn't buying vibrators, people. He was there on a regular, consistent basis. Oh. <laughs> now, get this shit, New York. It's also known that the computers at his company, Access Graphics, were loaded with child pornography. And after John Benet Ramsey's death, they doubled the security around the entire facility. Really? Mm-hmm. And so, along those same lines, there was this psychiatrist who came forward after John Benet's death. And she was trying to talk to people about a pedophilia ring that was being operated in the Boulder area and even identified one of her clients as a survivor of the pedophilia ring. And this survivor of the pedophilia ring that was a client of this psychiatrist also knew that the Ramses were connected to the pedophilia ring. And this client also offered police a list of names of people who were there the night John Benet Ramsey was murdered. And she was actually called in by the police department and interviewed. And then the police department did jack all with the information. So you tell me they're not trying to hide something. Yeah. So what makes it even crazier is the whole eyes wide shut connection oh, with like yeah, that was... Nicole Kidman, yes. Tom Cruise. They were living in this area and filming Eyes Wide Shut at the time of this murder. And the movie alludes to sex, child trafficking, pedophilia, weird secret societies. I mean, I can tell you. Based on the movie Eyes Wide Shut, what kind of Christmas Eve party the Ramses were attending the night before, if you know what I'm saying. I know exactly what kind of party they were attending. And in the movie Eyes Wide Shut, it's based on Christmas. Christmas Eve parties. Christmas Day parties. Why so significant of a date to include in that movie? 
Well, I mean, even Christmas, Christmas does, I mean, that would go along with Saturn that whole time and death anyway, in a sense. So the way yeah, the way. and I mean it's it's almost as if the movie Eyes Wide Shut is telling the story of John Bonet without telling the story of John Bonet because it's exactly what happened. Christmas time, a big party thrown by the elites. The guest list is never revealed. The nine one one call is never revealed. We don't know what really happened, and you don't know. You don't ever really know what happened too with that chick that was up in the room that he went and, and helped too. Yeah, you know the you drug overdose. You really don't know. Like he just says, "Oh, she she overdosed." How do you know he didn't fucking do something to her? But that's all he says. He just tells what happened. You, ne- you never know what happened, and so. This is where it gets into the people who want to convince people that John Bonet never existed. They talk about how you cannot find the pageants that John Bonet participated in existing at all outside of the world of John Bonet. For example, that would have been Little Miss Charlevoix, Little Miss Colorado Sunburst, uh, Royale, Little Miss Royale Miss, Little Miss Tiny Miss Beauties. If you put them into Google, you cannot find a year that these pageants existed outside of John Bonet. And you also have to think that between the age of five and the age of six, she supposedly won dozens of pageants. And that makes no sense at all because there's only so many seasons in a year for a pageant to occur. So how could in one year from age five to six, she won all of these pageants? It just makes no logical sense and you can't find them existing at all outside of John Bonet. And I tried it to prove my theory that she existed, not that she didn't exist. And how I explained this is that the pageants weren't pageants at all. The photography and the videotape of her... It was all made to like look dra- like that, probably, but it, it yes, wasn't. it's staged. It's staged you know, you because know, they were selling her. You know, it was weird. We just covered the Finders recently on the Occult Rejects, and there was a situation with them where they were saying that some of their photos looked as if they were school-shot sh- photos, but they weren't. Like, it looked like they were, like, almost imitated like something yeah. was off. Props. Yeah, very like it fucking was weird. Like a propped staged photo session or pageant. And you have to think of it like this. If they sold her into one of these pedophilia rings, they're taking photos and videos of her all dressed up like a pic like they're taking a video of their prized pig at the county fair. They're advertising. This it. is what you could have. Do you like what you see? This is what we have to offer. They were fake pageants and fake, you know, pageantry photos to dress her up and put makeup on her and get her all dolled up to advertise her literally as a product. And I also know this was going on with several other girls in the close-knit circle because just after... John Bonet's death, we find this guy named Ram Randy Simmons, and he is supposedly the best child photographer ever in like the Boulder area and in this community. And what he liked to do was he liked to take nude photos of little girls. 
and he had propositioned Fleet White's wife to take nude photos of their daughter, Daphne White. Oh, shit, we're back to Fleet again. Mm-hmm. And he actually photographed JonBenet Ramsey in an undisclosed photo session just a few months before her death. So, again, they're dressing these girls up. Daphne White, JonBenet Ramsey, all these little girls in this circle were probably being, like, photographed and propped up and fake pageants. And we're going to take you to a pageant and dress you up. And they take videos. They got all their friends there. It's very much like a staged production as part of the advertisement, right? And there were the Wonderland raids, quote-unquote. The Wonderland raids basically swept through America, and one of the men arrested during the Wonderland raids for child pornography was a man named Richard Bruce Thomas, and he lived in Fort Collins, Colorado, not even an hour from the Ramsey's home. And this Richard Bruce Thomas was found shot to death in his home. And it was ruled a suicide. And they kind of rifled his house and pulled everything out of it, all of his photographs. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit. again, New York, I'm telling you. And... There was, um... Was there anything, like, ridiculous about the suicide that you happen to remember? Like, was it even almost, like, questionable if that, like, you know... Was that possible murder? It was the... Yeah, the the type of shot to death where you couldn't have shot yourself in that way. Uh, But I also forgot to mention the Randy Simmons guy who liked to take nude photographs of child pageant stars that photographed John Bonet right before she died. Get this shit. Right after John Bonet's death, this Randy Simmons guy left his wife and child in Denver, went on the run, and nobody knew where he went, but he placed several phone calls to his close friends saying that he had a profound fear for his life and that he was being pursued by paramilitary types, and he was scared that nudes of John Benet Ramsey might be released. Whoa. That's a little something. And then we have the Richard Bruce Thomas guy being suicided, who was also a child <laughs> photographer in the Colorado area. And then we have a dude named James Parton from Columbus, Ohio who was also discovered during the Wonderland raids, and they did find a nude photo of John Bonet Ramsey on his computer. Oh, wow. Damn. And this James Parton was also the prime suspect in the disappearance of another missing girl in Colorado. You know, that shit starts getting, like, so sketchy, just, like... It can't be all. There had to be something fucking fishy going on in that area. Now, another part of this whole you story ever come that across people... uh, Truckee, California, at any time, anywhere, 
ever remember anything like that, Trucky? In this research? Yeah, just anybody from there, maybe. You just might have been, like, maybe originally from... Not that I can think of. Okay, all right. No, because there's just, like, there was weird shit going on, I think. I think there's, like, weird trafficking shit going on in that area or around that area as well. I mean, California is a cesspool, so it doesn't surprise me at all. But, um... Yeah, that would that wouldn't surprise me at all if somebody from California was involved in this. But the if you remember, like the the whole sequence of events is that John and Patsy took their kids to a Christmas Eve party at Fleet White's house. John Bonet fell asleep in the car on the way home. They brought her into the house, still asleep, tucked her into bed. They went to bed, woke up the next morning, found the ransom note, found she was missing, found the body. The rest is history, right? But there is undigested food in John Benet Ramsey's stomach that would suggest that she ate very, very close to the time of her death. And the story that the Ramseys pre- present does not match with the evidence that she had undigested food in her stomach. And the food is actually chunked up pieces of pineapple. Mm. And that led me into the occult aspect of this murder. And I looked into the pineapple. And not only is pineapple... A symbol for swingers. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think uh, I came across that. Believe it or not, that was probably one of the few memes that I've actually came across that was correct. <laughs> that that actually took me by surprise because it was like, yo, this has got to be some fucking stupid shit. And I looked yes. it up and I was like, oh, okay, this one was actually real. <laughs> Because I was just like, because like I knew, I I know I've heard of it associated with like, I think pedophilia as well. And I do also think there's occult symbolism behind it as well. It's kind of like the lotus or your pineal gland, whatever. But yeah, I, that I, I know because I think I saw someone like trying to prove somebody was a swinger because they had that on their boat or some shit. The upside down (laughs) pineapple. But if you think of it, New York. Not only is the pineapple a sexual reference for swingers, it also closely resembles the pine cone, which Uh. has been used how many numerous times to represent the the opening of the eye of Horus, the pineal gland. Yo, I I joked around, and I actually really have thought about doing it, but I don't think I could. In Twin Peaks Season 3, at the end of uh, the show... Uh, a band comes out and plays pretty much, or it ends with like a live band. For the most part, I think all of them do. The microphone that the guy's using when he introduces the band has a fucking pine cone, like looks like it's stuck at the other end of the fucking microphone. It's like, that's not done by accident. That's not done to look fucking silly. That's fucking done for a reason. The Vatican courtyard even has a, p- a pine cone represented. The mystics of old times carried staffs with pine cones on the top. So not only does the pine cone pineapple represent like this third eye opening the eye of Horus, this weird symbology, it's also a sexual reference. 
And it would make sense that if this was part of a, a sacrifice, that they would have fed her something like pineapple right before they killed her. And so close to the death that her stomach didn't even have time to digest the pineapple. I mean, mm. and it, it's just, that's what tangented me into looking into what this could have been, what this murder, what is the motive behind the murder? And... You know, didn't Dave McGowan cover the finders as well? Yes. He See, I even, a lot of I even think that. this, that even reminds me of the finders because like the kids admitted that um, these kids only got paid, they got basically like paid in, in food for like doing good things, like or like listening or taking, you know, like taking orders. They got paid in food and it was normally raw fruit or vegetables. And David McGowan didn't even make the connection between the pineapple and the pineal gland. That was like yeah. my research. No, but I'm just surprised. I'm wondering like if that's why this case maybe caught his interest too. But I don't know if he yeah, ever said anything and, like and that. that wouldn't but. surprise me yeah. because he, the point he was trying to make in like his research is that their sequence of events doesn't add up if she had undigested food in her stomach and but they just brought her straight in from the party and put her to bed like when did she have time to eat mm -hmm. their story doesn't add up and i think the pineapple is actually really significant and especially that some of the detectives said that her clothes were changed after death like she was redressed after she had been murdered so I suggest that she was actually killed at the Christmas Eve party. Mm. And then her dead body was brought back home, redressed, and then staged in the basement. Because one of those victims of the pedophile ring that stepped forward and said that they could give names of witnesses who saw the murder of John Bonet, she was completely dismissed. But if we look at, like, Eyes Wide Shut, they never do anything like that alone. It's always in a party-type setting. It's a whole ritual sacrifice for them. Yeah, a lot of people to black so, up to and control. Yeah, and you also have to think if she was only killed a few hours before she was discovered, you wouldn't have seen the rigor mortis or smelled the decomposition like they did. So it had been a while. I was starting to wonder if it was the Christmas Eve. I mean, uh, I mean, the, yeah, what the other night that you were talking about, yeah. With the original phone call, I had wondered if that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And another thing that stuck out to me to, to prove that this was like a ritual, a sacrifice, is that John and Patsy have said on numerous occasions that a stun gun was probably used to incapacitate John Bonet. And they say this almost as like some kind of an alibi because they say they have, quote, never ever owned a stun gun. But the dumbasses must have forgot because one of the videotapes seized from the Ramsey's home was a tutorial on how to use a stun gun. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah. And this was most likely a CIA, MKUltra, SRA, tortured to death ritual. Oh. 
And the reason I say that is because there's this lady named Kathy O'Brien. Are you familiar with her? I think I have actually heard of her, yes. So she is the survivor of a similar type of program. And she's come out and spoken out about these programs. Nobody takes her seriously. She gets pushed under the rug because when you start talking a little bit too much truth about something, that's what happens. You get, like, brought to ruin or people say that you're making shit up or whatever. But she has she have a website? Yes, she does. I think I've been on there. I think I read a story about her talking about a artist that has, like, DID and might possibly be a victim of our you know, SRA. I can't remember the artist's mm-hmm. name. I actually, it's funny, me and Lux actually covered it on the Occult Rejects probably within the first few months we were together and we never released the show and I still have it. I'm like, one day I'm just going to drop it as an extra show. It's so old. But I, I can't remember who this chick was, but I'm almost positive I did come across her on that lady's website that you're talking about right Kathy now. O'Brien, yeah, yeah, I think it was her wow. site that, that did have some... She had some information that that matched other stuff, so I just used her stuff because it it was you know it was reliable mm-hmm. to me. You know, she wasn't the yes. only person saying the same thing. Yeah, and it's it's very convincing in my opinion. And I've I've read a lot of stuff, and I believe her. You know, and Kathy O'Brien looked at the John Bonet case, and she is completely convinced. That John Benet Ramsey was involved in one of these government programs, and she reminds everyone that these government programs are not only like, yes, they're government, but the government is involved in these secret SRAs, satanic ritual abuse. It's their religion, it's their practice. So, yes, MK Ultra. But MKUltra, in a way, is SRA because they do use alters and dissociative identities, and they create alters in children. And she said that John Benet Ramsey most likely died as a result of a mind control torture session using controlled asphyxiation and electric shock combined with sexual abuse. Jesus. And the electric shock would have been the su- the stun gun. Damn. That's just weird. Even with the electric shock, even thinking about magic and occultism, that's just weird. Mm-hmm. And there's even a satanic ritual for Christmas that's called the last bulb on the Christmas tree in which they refer to Satan as J-O-N-B-E. T. And oh, as a geez. reminder, John Bonet is spelled J O N B E N E T. So weird. it's almost like she was literally raised as cattle in this program. It's fucking wild. And, I mean, Kathy O'Brien has even said, like, the best candidates for these MK Ultra programs are kids who have been chronically abused. And the way that John Ramsey rose in his 
career from owning this company, selling it to Lockheed Martin, being a CEO involved with the elites. It's almost like it was time to pay the fiddler, John Ramsey. And he sold John Bonet into this program. And Patsy Ramsey herself was probably also a victim given that she was like the little automaton, the little robot that competed uh, in all the patents as well. And her dad is one of the same kind of people involved in these upper echelon type of societies. This really makes me think about like a lot of cults that like sometimes I've come across, like that me and Lux have even covered and stuff. I've always wondered like, you know, is there like cults like the finders or even the fellowship of friends and like other cults like, is this part of what they're doing? Like, there was even something mm -hmm. you mentioned before that I thought was interesting. I could, oh, what, uh, you said that they're even filming the movie there. I mean, besides that, you also have to think, think of all the employees that are going to be in that area that aren't normally visiting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, think of, like, there was time, yeah. like, the Shriners, they're in order of the Masons. I'm sure the fact that they have a circus that tours around the country has served them purposes that we don't know about. So could Absolutely. shit like that, you know, could you start seeing even maybe like weird shit like that too? You know, who knows when it comes down to like, I, I do think it's quite possible that like cults do might be involved with like some like really weird shit like this. Yes. And that's why I say that if it was just a regular murder of a regular little girl, why would the government be so involved in covering shit up? Because the Colorado grand jury voted to indict John and Patsy for the involvement in John Bonet's murder, but the district attorney who had stock in John Ramsey's company refused to sign the indictment and said and that there was not enough evidence. And the stun gun marks on John Bonet in the autopsy photos are also present in other photos of her when she was alive. So why would this be an AI-generated fake photo of a little girl with stun gun marks all over her legs? I wonder if why that's what's on her hand. Didn't you say there was... It could have been. Because that Legit. could look like two eyes from the fucking smiley face. I mean, not to, not to sound silly, but... Legit, it could have been another stun gun mark. And... Her panties had stains on them. Oh, she had clearly peed all over herself. And if you're getting stun gunned over and over again, you're clearly going to evacuate your bladder. Yeah, well, that can happen but, with death, too, unfortunately. But in combination with the blood and the semen, uh, I, yeah. I do think that it was probably during the abuse. And... um her panties had roses all over them. What color dress was she wearing? White. And it had a silver star on the chest. That's interesting. Now, I have looked into the symbolism for MK Ultra, like triggers. And I included this in my Wizard of Oz episode, but they typically use hearts and roses. 
and her panties had roses all over them. And now, this is the part that really seals the case. She was wearing days of the week underwear. And the days of the week underwear that she had on was Wednesday. And December 25th fell on a Wednesday in 1996. But think about it, New York. When did John Bonet get a shower? According to the Ramsey story, it wasn't that night because she fell asleep in the car and they just put her straight to bed. There was no showering involved. She was already dead on Christmas Day, which would have been Wednesday, so they definitely weren't showering her dead body and changing her underwear. So wouldn't it have been that she had Tuesday underwear on? Mm. This is a part of the sloppy cover-up. They had to go the extra mile of putting days of the week underwear on her. If she died the night of Christmas Eve, then she would have had Tuesday underwear on until she had been showered and put jammies on and put into bed. So why did she already have the Wednesday Christmas underwear on? Oh, that's part. okay. I got you. It was already specifically yeah, yeah, Christmas yeah. underwear too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's part of the the cover up because if she was if she died on Christmas Eve the twenty fourth at the White's Christmas Eve party, and then taken back home and redressed, why did she already have December twenty fifth underwear on? Something doesn't make sense. And now I want to go back to Eyes Wide Shut for just a second because Mm -hmm. we see Christmas parties all over Eyes Wide Shut. He specifically chose Christmas for the representation of the green and the red. And Christmas in general is like a big, massive ritual to these people. And at the end of Eyes Wide Shut, we do see Nicole Kidman and Tom... Crew's daughter Helena being led off by some weird fucking strange men who we saw at the beginning of the movie at the Christmas party. And at the like middle to end of the movie, we see that Mandy, who was one of the women during the ritual, she had on, she was completely naked, had on the headdress. She saves Tom mm-hmm. Cruise. I think that's a chick that he might have saved too from the drugs, possibly. Yes, it is the same girl he yeah. saved at the earlier Christmas party from a drug overdose. So she's the one who got sacrificed. She said, you know, take me, not Tom Cruise, right? Her name was Mandy. Why is it New York? That at the end of the movie, when we find out that Mandy is dead, the article in the paper reads, Beauty Queen in Hotel Drug Overdose. That's right, yeah. So our Mandy, 
who got sacrificed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember seeing that, assuming that it was probably the chick that sacrificed herself for him. She was a beauty queen like John Bonet and and Patsy, the mom, ex beauty queen in hotel drug overdose was the newspaper article. Why include that level of detail into the movie? Beauty queen. Mm. And that's, that's what John Bernay is weird. known as. The beauty queen. That is really weird. So again, what type of Christmas Eve party were the Ramses attending that led to the death of John Bonet? And then all these witnesses, quote unquote, that saw the death of John Bonet, but the police department refused to look into it. And you know, are you familiar at all with Fritz Springmeier and his? Yes, I've, yes, I've heard of his name for sure. I'm sure I okay, might have heard so his stuff, but I know his name. He wrote a bunch of books on satanic ritual abuse, MK Ultra programs, and he backs up everything I'm saying. These kids are raised as cattle into these programs. Oh, was he was yeah. he in program to kill it all? That whole big series that's on YouTube. I don't know if he was. He's probably definitely. He's I can't remember the account. Lol, something, something in love or whatever, some shit like that. Uh, it has like this big, huge program to kill series, and for some reason, I think I remember that name being mentioned in there somewhere. Yeah, he's a biggie. He's like one of the fundamentals you would look up if you want to learn stuff about like SRA and like weird stuff about MK Ultra, and and I I get into this more on the episode on my show, but. He basically backs up everything I'm saying on like these elite people who get themselves involved in corporate companies and they have to pay the fiddler. They end up, you know, pimping their kids out to the programs. It's all part of the ritual, uh, much like what happened with John Bonet. But in one of his books, Fritz Springmeier talks about how each of the programs have different colors that are associated with them. And the color green, in particular dark emerald green, is one of the most sacred colors to these people. And it would not only associate sexual abuse, but that the child has an altar. So they've been through the dissociative program, they've been sexually abused, the child has an altar, and this antichrist, quote-unquote, Satan altar is represented by the color green or dark green. And one of the most infamous photos of John Bonet, she has green contacts in her eyes. And she's lifting her pinky finger to display the emerald green ring. This is a rank. They're showing you from this photograph with the ring on her pinky finger and the green contacts that this is JonBenet's place and rank in the society. Again, with the advertisement, if you have eyes to see, you would be able to look at that photo and go, she's a green one. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they even have, like, in Handmaid's Tale, I mean, the older women, I mean, they were older, though, but they were the ones who, like, were married to the men and couldn't have kids. They always wore green, the ones that were used for the, you know, they pop out the babies, they wore scarlet. Um, even green, when it comes into occultism, that's even a female sphere, that's Venus, you know, uh, Aphrodite. That you know, uh, that's again with the. Remember when I made a, a, a thing about the shoes, the green shoes, and the heart. The heart yes. chakra is green too. There's a lot of symbolism with with green in this. I mean, look when the queen died. I mean, not when the queen died, but like that when she did that thing with the jubilee, she was wearing green. You know, there's a lot and of. It's also very significant with the red and green of yes. Christmas. Yes. So I do find that significant that that photo, that infamous photo of her holding her pinky finger up, like, look at my ring, this, and she has the green contacts in. It's like, this is my rank. This is where I am in the program. This is what, and it's almost, like I said, dressing up your, your prized ham. You know, it, it, it's just like taking your pig to the state fair and you're, like which one do you want this one and this is they've been raised in in this program for this reason and if we go based on what i found that she actually died on the 24th on christmas eve then that would mean two plus four is six Mm -hmm. she was six years old and she died in 1996 so we have the 24th, which is a six. Yeah. Six years old, 1996. I'd love to be able to play around with those numbers, but I wouldn't be able to do all that now. Like in other ways, but that's, I find those numbers just interesting anyway. 666. Six, six. Yeah. I mean, that's one of yeah, favorite numbers for these people. And when did the movie Eyes Wide Shut release? 1999, which if you flip, Mm. you get the 666. And just to prove my point, the mom, Patsy, died June 24th, 2006. Yo, get the fuck out of here. That would be six six yes. six again. So yeah, we have the movie. To, yeah, yeah, movie Eyes Wide Shut coming out nineteen ninety nine. Inverted is six six six. Then we have John Bonet dying on the twenty fourth six six years old nineteen ninety six. Then we have the mom Patsy dying on June six twenty fourth six two thousand six. <laughs> That's weird shit right there. That's weird. No matter no. how you look at it, that's weird. Get this shit, New York. After the mom, Patsy, dies, John Ramsey, the dad, goes on to start dating a woman named Beth Holloway, who is the mother of the famous missing girl, Natalie Holloway, who has never been found, and the prime suspect was this guy named Vandersloot, and he has said, and then retracted, and then said again, and retracted, 
that Natalie Holloway was sold into sex slavery. So Patsy dies, and his first choice is the mother of another infamous missing girl associated with sex slavery, Natalie Holloway's mother. I bet they had plenty to talk about. That's fucking... It's some weird shit. It's just like a lot of, like, so many weird fucking things. Get this shit. Another argument people make to suggest that JonBenet Ramsey never existed is that she has all these trophies. So how did she get the trophies if the pageants were fake? And I invite the listeners now to think critically. You can go and, and buy fake logically, ones. Well, here's the thing. We have never seen a trophy with John Bonet's name on it. So who's to say all these grainy, blurry, pixelated images of John Bonet standing in front of a room in their home full of trophies, that these trophies were not Patsy's trophies? Yeah, you would have they're no idea who they are. They're stuffed in a corner in a room of their hu- in their home and they almost look like they're stuffed and displayed in a way that they're old and they're kind of like in storage almost and John Bonet is just randomly standing in front of them for a photo. But who's to say that they were John Bonet's trophies and not Patsy's trophies because Patsy actually did win Miss West Virginia and had competed in mm. several. She's, she's won stuff so, too. Yes. How how come they're not even Patsy's trophies that John Bonet just staged like p- posed in front of? Yeah, you have no idea. That's a good point. You have no idea. And another point that the people who want to suggest that John Bonet never existed is that all of the photos of John Bonet and all of the pageantry videos of John Bonet are owned by Zuma, which owns the 9-11 images and video. And they were the first company to release a picture of the virus particle that shall not be named. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Wow. And my answer to that is that Zuma Press is just part of this much larger cult, and it does not necessarily suggest that John Bonet never existed. I mean, me and me and Lux have come across publishing companies that we're pretty sure, you know, Simon and Shuster. We're pretty sure that there's something up with them. I mean, that's a huge fucking company. Yes. Yeah. So. so I mean. In conclusion, my main argument is that John Ramsey got involved way over his head. It was time to pay the fiddler. He was already involved with his wife being part of the program. He's involved with Lockheed Martin. It was time to pay the fiddler, and he offered John Bonet as a sacrifice. And our John Bonet Ramsey was nothing more than Little Miss Christmas sacrifice. Shit. 
<laughs> I, I mean, I definitely, I, I have to be honest, you definitely got me thinking with the whole cult stuff. You really got me messed up with the uh, the uh, the whole thing with the, the places not existing. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you can't prove that these pageants happened, I really would start to question, like, if that's true. And if what you're saying is true, what's really screwed up, and I, what's sad is that I think it's probably possible to pull off to pull off on humans. Literally, stuff that we've been shown on TV was them parading and actually being auctioned, probably. An auction, and and, and an we're thinking it's actually a real a real fucking pageant, especially and that's with fucking all those insane. Pedophiles being caught with nude photos of her. And that's bugged out that also, part in itself because that does yeah, make me think that there really could that that's probably some weird cult traveling thing. Just yeah, I re- as far as as out there as that may sound, I do actually think this is this is a legitimate uh, this is a legitimate theory yes. <laughs> for real because yeah, there is just some with this yeah I think shit like that happens. You also have to think that. This so, this is how I think this shit happens so often in front of our eyes is because it's disguised as shit that's okay. It's it's still going on right now. Like if you look, you will be able to find it, and we might not find out about it four years from now, five years from now, six years from now, seven years from now. But the truth will always come out because it's twenty twenty three, and I just now found out about something going on in 1996 so it's not to say that this stuff isn't going on but to test my theory on the auction photographs and videos i googled some of the pageants i was in as a kid and just for the listeners i want to make the distinction that the pageants i was in as a kid were like your mom dressed you up to go to the state fair and they had like some little bow dunk, like state fair <laughs> little girls pad. You know, it wasn't anything about, yeah. big. But I'm from the Cleveland, Ohio. It was like area, like actually so like outside and like out in public, actually. Oh, it was. Yeah, I know. What so you mean. it was ratchet and like yeah, and the one because I'm from Ohio, the one that I participated in was called Little Miss Grapeette because we have the grape fields and the wineries, so it was like Little Miss Grapeette. And if you throw that into Google, it's still going on today. There's so many pictures and videos and like other little girls participating in this pageant. Like they have 2022 winners of Little Miss Grapeette, but if you Google any of the pageants that John Bonet participated in, quote unquote, you will never find another single photograph of another little girl or another time that this pageant was ran. And that is highly suspicious of this being auction photographs and auction videotape. Mm. They just disguised it as a pageant because... First of all... Well, if you get caught, all you have to say is it's a beauty pageant. Yes. They had to explain why they were dressing her up like that. I really do think people do go to the extreme. It's like like the movie Ocean's Eleven. You know what I'm saying? You just have to give people a visual idea to make them think that this is what's happening. It doesn't have to mean it is. You know, like when they came in as the SWAT and it wasn't them. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you know, you just have to just play the fucking part or look the part, and people will yes. believe that that's what's happening. And there are some videotapes where it's like a crowd in front of John Bonet. And you would say, well, how did they fake a crowd? Well, it's all the parents and wives and friends of the other little girls yeah. who are involved yeah, yeah, in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've already thought of that, too, yeah. I was like, I, I was already <laughs> thinking all those people out there are probably, half of it's probably the parents of the kids. Yes. And it wasn't just John Bonet. It was the other little girls like Daphne White involved in the same circuit. So you would have to think they got eight or nine of their elite friends and their daughters, and they were like, we're going to meet on this day to do the video. Mm. And so eight or nine of those little girls and their parents showed up in the quote-unquote audience, and they literally were doing like fake photography and video footage of these girls to auction them off. And who's not to say that prospective buyers weren't in the audience. I want number three. I want number four placing bids. That's what happened to her. Yeah. You really got me. uh, You got, you got me good with this one. So I really do. I'm starting to like really entertain that as like being, uh, even if it didn't happen to her, I think that shit fucking probably does happen though. Yeah. I mean, you ever been to an auction? It's very similar to what we saw in like taken with Liam Neeson. They literally present these girls and there's a room of guys bidding on them. Who's not to say something similar happened with these little girls. I mean, it's the same thing as like a fashion show. Yeah, but the little girls would freak out if they were stripped naked and, like, you know, put out on a stage like that. They made it fun for them. Yeah, the kids probably didn't really know to the extent the severity of what was happening. Yes. Yes. They were dressing them up and putting them out there for auction. That was wild. So, I mean, th- yeah. those are my closing thoughts, New York. I mean, what what do you think about the whole thing? I really have to say, you, you the whole thing with the pageants and shit like that, like, I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're not making this shit up. But that really did catch, like, I guess because of, like, just doing stuff with the occult rejects and just, like, covering other cults or then, like, us even covering secret societies and seeing how they have, like, multiple, like, shell fucking companies. And it's just like, what the fuck, like... You know, all things just to cover up and give the image of something going on that's not happening so you don't get in trouble. Like, I really do think that this is, like, really interesting. And, like, you really caught my attention with this. And, like, I almost, like, want to look into it myself now. <laughs> I mean, access... Because that really is fucking weird. You know what you I'm know, saying? John, uh, John Ramsey's company could have been a shell company. Like, they could have been running all kinds of shit through there especially involved with Lockheed Martin in the military, mm. that could have been their, like, child pornography, like, distribution center. Yeah, I should try, like, running his name through, like, Visipedia and shit. See if something pops up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn. Um, I and hate I, to, I hate, I hate to do this to you, but I am going to have to actually get going. I am going to have to actually Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. And I'm I so sorry. Say just, no, yeah, okay. as a closing thought, I just wanted to tell the listeners, like, 
you don't have to take my word for it. You can look into it on your own and come up with your own theories, but this is what made the most logical sense to me. And this is my opinion. This is my belief of what happened to her. But of course, the, the research is out there for anybody to look at and form their own conclusions. But I always say that because somebody always messages me and it's like, ah, you fucking asshole. And <laughs> I'm just tired of that. <laughs> so make your own theories, come to your own conclusions. But this is what I've found in regards to yeah. the mysterious murder of John Bonet. Yes, that's, you know, that's actually a very good point, and maybe I probably won't remember. Maybe I'll add it in the beginning before we get going. You know, I do like to try to also express on this show just to make it, you know, uh, safer for you know, all places. These are just our theories, our ideas, our commentary on the evidence and the stuff that we have seen around us and that we had in front of us. This is where we're drawing our conclusions yeah. from. Me and you could both be right. We could both be crazy. We could both be half right. Who the fuck knows? But there is something definitely wrong with this story. <laughs> yes, we can agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, for real, I even try to use that a lot on my own show now just to cover my ass when I you know, talk about certain things. But like, you really, um, you really have me intrigued with that stuff, you know? And people are probably listening like, why is he so hung up on the, on this stuff? And it's because like, the rest of all the most of the weird stuff is like kind of like trying to cover up like who murdered her. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, whoever did it. But it's like. They're not covering up that she went to beauty pageants, but then if you can't prove that those things exist, that's just very weird to me. Very weird. Yes. You know, like because like, it's like you're not even using that to cover up how she died. You're using that to create the life that she supposedly, you know, it's just. It's just an extra yeah. piece to the puzzle that, like, to me is just bizarre if it's faked. That's just Radical. fucking insane. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, yo, thank you for that. That that really blew me away, yeah. this, this whole thing. I, I truly, truly, I enjoyed it. And I'm actually very happy to put this out. It's totally different. It's totally Good. different. Yeah, thank you. It was very interesting. Uh, let everybody know again before uh, before we end this where they can find all your stuff, please. Yes, thank you. Um, so I'm wherever you listen to podcasts. I have a tiny YouTube channel that I'm working on. And I'm on Instagram, cosmic.peach.podcast. I respond to every message and every comment. If I haven't gotten to you within like 48 hours, I'm working on it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I love interacting with everyone. And I'm just out here... Um, trying to get people to think critically, not that I'm right about everything, mm. but I do want to bring out a different view on like, like JonBenet, like it's yeah. just a different take on things, yeah. you know? Yeah, well, you know, and these things uh, should just have different ideas and different theories tossed around because these, these stories just don't make much sense when you start looking yeah. at what's being presented to you, or at least not yes. the way that we've been designed to look at it. You know, there's something wrong. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you. And so thank you again for real for coming on. That was that was really that was an ent very entertaining show for real. Like I yes. really truly enjoy that. That was really cool. So um I'll definitely like like I think I told you originally when we are you aren't you dropping yours on Christmas Day? Yes. You're such a fucking creep. <laughs> uh I'll drop mine like a week I'll drop mine a, a week later. 
So, uh, okay, yeah, I'm definitely really excited good. for that because I, I don't want to hold on to this for too long. I thought this was very interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting in the least. In the least, it was definitely interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I mean, I'm telling you, New York, drop it on the same day as me. We're going to have a whole party. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas party. <laughs> All right. That sounds fun with me. Then I will. I have no okay. problem. All right. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, ch check out her links. They're all on the bottom. Go check out uh, her show. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, yeah, our links are in the bottom for the Occult Rejects. Uh, if, you, if you're listening right now on the podcast, I do suggest to go check out our Rejects and Friends YouTube and check out our BitChute because a lot of times, especially with our, the Occult Rejects, you're going to want to see the visual stuff. And, you know, on my show, maybe you want to want to watch the people talk instead of listen to them there is options for that just in case you didn't know so check out the youtube check out the bit shoot we do have rumble but i might be getting rid of it and uh yeah check out the links for uh cosmic peach everything's in the bottom and until the next one everybody be well later <laughs>